I think I do this every week. I either am unmuted when I start or I'm muted when I start. And, you know, I just, it's fine. Listen, if we're trying to be professional and polished about stuff, we're missing out on a whole lot. I hope that's relieving for you to hear. Hey, who's on here with me? I would love to know who it is. Looks like it's me and one other. <laughs> that's fun though. Anyway, happy Friday. I hope that your weekend is off to a great start. My Friday so far has been full. Like it has been full. There's been a lot going on already and it, neither good nor bad, just full things, right? How many of you have things that pop up? I just jumped on and I missed what you said. Well, you missed what I said because I was muted. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. Okay. I know that I put in there that we were going to have a kingdom conversation. And that is just like, who knows? That is, that could be anything. But what we are going to talk about is the night season. I got a message from a dear friend uh, asking for, for prayer last night. And I have um, been having my own night time things. How many of you, that was free. Oh, I know what it was, Lisa. I said that, um, polished Christianity basically is a bunch of bull. And, um, I hope that that's freeing for you because there's nothing polished about it. Let's just be real. Okay. Like the authenticity has to be exposed. Like we have to be exposed in order for other people to feel like they can actually step into their call because the polished stuff is that's, it's not real. It's not real. Okay. So I just, I just want you to know that sometimes things don't go like they're supposed to. And I keep myself muted. Okay. Let's just, let's just give up on the, the polished look, the appearance of things. Let's just be real. That's all I was saying. Um, anyway, so I, I want to talk, I want to talk about the night season. Um, I sometimes during the night have a hard time sleeping because I have a million things running through my mind at once. And um, I, I woke up this morning, not feeling refreshed from a night's sleep, feeling more like um, I, I had been, it was draining. My sleep was draining. How many of you ever wake up and, and you're drained because of your sleep. Anyone? Look, you can even see, can, can you see like the, I've got bags under my eyes. See, let's just be real. Let's just be real. Okay. Like I didn't sleep well last night and, and I, I woke up feeling drained. That's just the honest to God truth. So I, I started like thinking about it because I was like, you know what? I just don't, I don't think that this is legal. Look, now my, now my hair is coming out from, anyway, I'll stop focusing on me. <laughs> anyway, it's illegal. I just don't think that it's, it's not okay. We need to stop like laying down and thinking that this is just the way that it is because it doesn't have to be just the way that it is. Hey, if you're on here with me, tell me that you're on because I would love to be able to say good morning and hello and bid you a good weekend. Anyway. Um, so I started like asking God, I'm like, what is it? Why is it that if I 
for whatever reason and restless in the nighttime that it's like haunting thoughts. And it's not even necessarily that they're bad thoughts. It's that they're haunting. It's the way that they're coming at you. Anybody? Like, give me a thumbs up if that's you. Like, that it's not necessarily that they're bad thoughts, that they're trapping or like the, the worst of the worst kind of thoughts, but they're haunting. It's just the way that they're coming at you. They're hitting you. If that's you, give me some thumbs up. Um, and so I was like, God, what's that about? And so he's like showing me that actually I'm not even going to describe to you the picture that I saw because it was just straight up bizarro. But um, what he was telling me is that those thoughts when, when we're wrestling in the night season, yes, Lisa, um, when we're wrestling in the night season, that um, those are thoughts that went undealt with, you know, like we're told to take every thought captive, every thought. And we don't even think about this the right way because he said every thought that to take it captive and, and, and bring it unto the Lord to look at, let him examine it with his eyes. And he's the one that gets to decide whether that one can remain or not. Right. Because we are vessels made to ascribe worth to him. And if we're bogged down with mindsets that are getting in the way of us having a better thought about who he is and the byproduct of that is knowing who we are, having a better thought of who we are. So if we're bogged down with thoughts that he didn't put there, that's why we need to take every thought captive and submit it to him. Be like, whoa, where'd that one come from? Sometimes it's him. Sometimes those bizarre, crazy thoughts are him. So don't reject any thoughts. Take them captive. What does that look like to take them captive? It's like, capturing yourself in the moment when those thoughts are coming in and being like, whoa, hey, God, what do you think about that one? Let, let's let's look at it. Let's look at that thought, whatever it is. And sometimes thoughts are so like loose, like just elusive, like you can't really feel like you can take hold of them. It's because we've allowed our thought life to reign and rule over us instead of the other way around. So we actually have the power to grab hold of those thoughts and be like, God, what do you think about that one? All of them, all of them, all of those thoughts, even if it's like, I'm the best thing that happened since sliced bread. God wants you thinking lofty thoughts of yourself. That's fine. That's fine. But still, God, am I the best thing that's happened since sliced bread in your opinion? Right? So let's like take all of the thoughts, wrangle them down and be like, God, what do you think? Like, let's open up conversation with, with our father. He, he's our shepherd for a reason. He's the great shepherd for a reason. And I really like you guys, I think that we could chase this, this line of thinking down so far. Like, I really, everything begins in our minds and, and it's just so important that we learn how to take those things captive. So here's, here's how this relates to the night season. So this is what God was showing me. It's like, Angie, the reason why these thoughts come at you in the middle of the night is because one, you're not on guard. You're trying to sleep. 
You're trying to, to rest and to rejuvenate. And, and so you're not on guard. Your, your guard is down. And these are thoughts that did not get taken captive. These are thoughts that have free, free reign in your life. And so that's why they, they, they haunt the way that they do, because you have not made them, you have not brought them under submission. Is this making sense? Someone tell me this is making sense. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to actually say it again, because I'm not sure that, that uh, sometimes when you say things out loud, it's like, what the heck am I even talking about? Okay. <clears throat> so when we are in our night season, when we are sleeping and we're struggling sleeping and, and we're being haunted by all of these things and, and they're coming at us at a hundred miles an hour, God says, these are unsubmitted thoughts. These are thoughts that you allowed to run wild throughout your day. You did not wrangle them. You did not bring them into submission. I hope that this is empowering for you because we are far more powerful than we ever realized. If you are, um, if you are someone who has night terrors, nightmares is another way of saying that. These are these are these are thoughts that likely have gone unsubmitted for probably years, you guys, probably years. And, and I listen. I am. I am looking at myself right now, and I'm saying, Angie, you have thoughts that have gone unsubmitted for years, and that is why you struggle in the night season. Now, I am. I am blessed. I, I count myself absolutely blessed because I typically sleep like a baby. It's just sometimes I don't. And, and if I'm not going to wake up refreshed, then my night season is not serving me. And my night season is supposed to serve me. The only adventure I want to go on, the only adrenaline pumping thing that I want to deal with is like if God wants to invade my night season and show me things that are remarkable and, but that's energizing. That's not, that's not, um, that does not render me powerless. That does not make me um, exhausted. That doesn't cause me to wake up exhausted. I don't want to be depleted when I wake up. So let's learn to take our thoughts captive and bring them into submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, right? I think that this is really, this is really fun. This is fun for me. I don't know if you're having fun, but this is fun for me. I want to go to, um, Psalm three and four. Yes, that is good. See, sometimes, sometimes Holy Spirit is all up in my, in my words. <laughs> the night season is supposed to serve me. Yes. Oh, hi, Vince. You're both here and on here. That's awesome. Um, so we're going to go to chapter three. We're going to read three and four, because I think that these are both really powerful and I don't have to read all of it, but I'm gonna. Okay, so we are in Psalm 3 and 4. Um, covered by the glory. That's the that's the title of chapter 3. And I am reading out of the Passion Translation for those of you that might wonder. Um, the humbling of a king. Lord, I have so many enemies, so many who are against me. Listen to how they whisper their slander against me saying, look, he's hopeless. Even God can't save him from this. How many of you deal with those kinds of thoughts in the middle of the night? 
right? See, in the middle of the night is when I'm accused. Any of you get accused in the middle of the night? That's when accusations start coming at me like you're worthless. You can't do this. You can't do that. That was extreme. But um, um, anyway, so that's that's when the accusations come. And that's what's happening here. He's like, these are the enemies that he's talking about. It's like even God, they're, they're trying to convince him that even God can't save him. Right. And so the, we open ourselves when we are unwilling to do the work, to take our thoughts captive, to, to cause them to, to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We open ourselves up for the accusation of the enemy. Now, all the enemy has access to is lies, right? So we can, if we're not willing to do the work on the front end of it, we can do the work on the back end of it and, and be like, okay, hold on. Like a lie is only used to cover up truth, right? We talk about this, but I would rather do the work on the front end because being accused of things that actually aren't true is really difficult because it's trapping and it corners me and it makes me feel worthless. And I don't ever want to feel like that. I am supposed to be an overcomer. I'm supposed to, I, I am more than a conqueror. It's what he calls me. We are victorious. So we might as well stand in victory on the front end rather than have to do the battle work on the back end, right? You can still do it, but it's better if we start training ourselves to do the work on the front end. That way we don't have to deal with those unsubmitted thoughts being empowered by lies. That's what's happening is, is the enemy is usurping the unsubmitted thoughts to use against us, right? And you can, if you will trace this back, you will find out what actually happened is you had thoughts that went unsubmitted and then the enemy came in with his stupid whispers, his slanderous whispers and began to twist them ever so slightly to make you feel like it was truth, right? Because it's thoughts that actually originate in our own minds, but then we're attacked from the outside in by our own thoughts. He's usurping our thoughts that were not brought under submission. I hope that this, I hope this is making sense. Um, it makes sense in my mind, but I'm not sure it's making sense coming at you. Um, so anyway, verse three, but in the depths of my heart, I truly know that you Yahweh have become my shield. Do you see what he's doing? This is, this is, this is really a clear battle plan for us where he's saying, this is what's coming at me. This is what's being said of me that not even God can help me. I'm, ho I'm hopeless. And, but he said, but in the depths of my heart, I truly know that you Yahweh have become my shield. I, I can wrap you around me. Like nothing can actually get in when I'm mindful enough to take captive that lesser thought, that fallen thought, right? You take me and surround me with yourself. I want you to take just two seconds to feel that. You take me and you surround me with yourself. I am surrounded with the presence of God. Your glory covers me continually. You lift high my head when I bow low in shame. I've cried out to you, Yahweh, from your holy presence. You send me a father's help. Ugh. I love that so, so much. I've cried out to you, Yahweh, from your holy presence. You send me a father's 
help. I I've watched I've watched the way that that my husband um, fathers our children, and one of my favorite things is like when he becomes like uber protective that it um, it, it 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 comes out in overwhelming love and all he wants to do is lift them into himself and and hold them. And so that's what I think about in this verse four, I've cried out to you, Yahweh, from your holy presence, you send me a father's help. Wow. That's amazing. You send me a father's help. So now I'll lie down and I'll sleep like a baby. You see what's happening here? So he takes the the accusation that's coming at him. He causes it to come under the Lordship by saying, but in the depths of my heart, I know, I truly know that you are my shield and you surround me with yourself and you cover me continually. He's reminding himself, this is what we have to do. We have to remind ourselves of what truth actually is, that he surrounds me with himself. I am so protected that nothing can actually harm me. This proves how powerful our thoughts actually are. Like uh, unsubmitted thoughts wound us. That's why it's so important that we bring them under the Lordship of Jesus Christ so that we can feel the help of a father coming. So now, so now, now that I've done that, I'll lie down and sleep like a baby. Then I'll awake in safety. For you surround me with your glory. Even though dark powers prowl around me, I won't be afraid. Now, it's really important to me that you know that the enemy is defeated. And the only way that he is empowered is by you. It's the only way that he's empowered. We give up our own power. He, he has He has. No ability, no power on his own. He's defeated, defeated, right? It's also important for me to know that you know that the enemy is not a rival of God. That's not even remotely true. The enemy was an angel, right? The enemy was created to be an angel to serve God and to serve man. Graham Cook says this. Lucifer was created to serve God and to serve man and nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. He's just twisting his job description, right? He is still, he is still having to serve us. He's twisting it, right? So he's actually still under your authority, under your dominion. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. This is crazy talk. So it's really, it's really important that you know that, that he is not an enemy of God. He's defeated. God defeated him. He was our enemy, right? Because we allowed ourselves to be brought under this false sense of authority that that he had, but he is still the created being that God made him, which means he is to serve you. Changes things. We have to think of this completely different. We have to know who we are. 
We are, we are not just targets. Some of us play the game of targets. We love to be a sitting duck by our inaction, but that's not actually, that's not the truth of the matter. He is made, he was created to serve just like all the angels to serve God and to serve man. That's how he serves God is by serving us. That's them, the angelic. Okay. So know who you are and know what surrounds you and what their role is. I'll leave you with that. So did I read all that? Oh, even though dark powers prowl around me, I won't be afraid. We don't have to be be afraid because it's that the, the darkness is defeated. Jesus did a really good job. Tell him thank you right now. Jesus, thank you for all that you've done on our behalf. Oh my gosh, we're so thankful. I simply cry out to you. Rise up and help me, Lord. Come and save me. And you will slap them in the face, breaking the power of their words to harm me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's fun. You will slap them in the face, breaking the power of their words to harm me. You have to, have to take your thoughts captive and bring them under the submission of Jesus. My true hero comes to re- to my rescue for the Lord alone is my savior. What a feast of favor and bliss he gives his people. Anybody want to feast on favor and bliss this morning? Come on. This is so good. This is so good. How do we miss these things for so long? How many of you think that often where you're like, you're reading scripture, you're like, where was that? It's been there all along, but we've been bogged down by lesser thoughts. Let's let's clear our, our minds so that we have more room for these kinds of thoughts. These are lofty. This is awesome. And that's what I love about, um, is it Philippians 4, where it's talking about fix your mind, your thoughts on loftier things, beautiful things, lovely things. We are infatuated with lesser things absolutely infatuated with lesser things. We need to repent. We need to repent. God, I was not made for lesser things. I was not made for lesser thoughts. I'm made for lofty thoughts. I'm made for thoughts that that create possibility, that create solution. Agree with God. Side with Jesus. All right, let's go into four. An evening prayer for help. God, you are my righteousness, my champion defender. Answer me when I cry for help. Whenever I was in distress, you enlarged me. Gosh, that's so good. Whenever I'm in distress, I can count on you to enlarge me. That's awesome. I'm being squeezed again. I need your kindness right away. So we, we started off talking about the night season, about our, our sleep and, and the things that happen there. there. And, and it does. Sometimes it feels like that to me anyway. I'm being squeezed. Like it just feels constricting. I need your kindness right away. See, in those moments, if we can be mindful enough to be like, hold on, this is not okay. This is not right. I'm being squeezed, God. Send your kindness right away. Come and rapture me. Send the Father. 
Grant me your grace, hear my prayer, and set me free. Listen to me, you elite among men. How long will you defame my honor and drag it down into shame? Will you ever stop insulting me? How long will you set your heart on shadows, chasing your lies and delusions? May we never forget that the Lord works wonders for every one of his devoted lovers. And this is how I know that he will answer my every prayer. Tremble in awe before the Lord and do not sin against him. Be still upon your bed and search your heart before him. Tremble in awe before the Lord and do not sin against him. But I don't know what it means for you to tremble in awe before the Lord, but this to me has everything to do with thoughts. Keeping our, our, our thoughts fixed on those lofty things, on those lovely things, on those things that we can't possibly comprehend. That's my favorite thing is when God is like putting these thoughts before me and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like where it provokes you to search, right? One of my favorite scriptures in Proverbs something or other, it's in Proverbs, go look it up, um, where it says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of kings to search it out. That's what that is, where he puts these thoughts that we actually were like, whoa, that is big and that is awesome. It's taking up a whole lot of space in me, like my entire being, not just my mind. And I get to search it out. We so often are bogged down with other thoughts that when those enter, there's not enough capacity in us to hold space for them. So we look at them briefly and then let them go. Because again, we have become infatuated with those lesser things. Listen, you can tell just in conversation with people what their thought process is like, what their thought life is like, because all they want to talk about is how horrible their life is. And We need to do one another a favor, hold each other accountable to the word of God that says we must hold one another accountable, right? This is what we need to do. So when we are are surrounded by people who all they want to do is, is talk about how horrible things are in their life, we need to be like, hold on a minute. Fix your thoughts on things above. Think about things that are lofty. Tell me what's good in your life. We owe each other that. When we grab hold of the truth that we are all sharing the same spiritual space, we are brought into union, into oneness, then we begin to realize how one person, one of us, one of us, who is, is going astray and allowing their thoughts to wander off into lesser things and become fixated with those lesser things to where that becomes their only conversation and becomes their behavior and they put it on as their clothing. It is becoming them. It is actually our job for the sake of self, guys, to bring correction in love, to bring correction. Like, what are you doing? What are you thinking about? And lead one another into greater thinking. I do that all the time. Mind too full of other stuff. Can't still my mind to hear from God a lot of the time. 
Yes. Take your thoughts captive. That's what's ours. We have to take our thoughts captive. Take them captive. Submit them to the Lord. You guys, and this is, I think so often that we, here's, I think this is another, just another lie that that we've believed is that spiritual things have to take up so much time and that's why we don't do them. To take a thought captive is like, oh, like I'm actually not the scum of the earth. You're right, God. Moving on. Right? Who does he that you are? Replace that thought immediately. Who does he say that I am? Number one, I, I am an heiress. I'm empowered. I'm sharing in the power of Christ's dominion. What? That's mind blowing. And what happens then is like when we make a, a higher level agreement, it it expands our mind to be able to host more God information. How many of you want God information? That's me. I I want some of that. So we are in verse five. Bring to Yahweh the sacrifice of righteousness and put your trust in him. Lord, prove them wrong when they say, God can't help you. Let the light of your radiant face break through and shine upon us. The intense pleasure you give me surpasses the gladness of harvest time. Whoa. The intense pleasure you give me surpasses the gladness of harvest time, even more than when the harvesters gaze upon their ripened grain and when their new wine overflows. Even more than that. It's more gladness than that. What? Let the light of your radiant face break through and shine upon. Wow. The intense pleasure you give me. When we do all these things, when we agree with God, when we stop agreeing with every dang thought that enters our mind, and we agree with God, the intensity of his pleasure goes beyond anything that we have ever known. Anything. Now, because of you, Lord, I can lie down in peace and sleep comes at once. For no matter what happens, I will live unafraid. So for those of you that struggle in the night season, even if even if you're just struggling with your thoughts during the daytime, read through Psalm 3 and 4 before you go to sleep. Remind yourself of who you are and who he is, what he's willing to do. He is willing to wrap himself around you. <gasps> That's amazing. And his intense pleasure is on its way. His intense pleasure more more bountiful than the harvest. That's a big grandiose problem or problem. It's a big grandiose promise. Right? Now because of you Lord, I can lie down and sleep. See, the promise of God is actually easier to fall into than the problems that a defeated enemy attempts to present to us. It's easier to follow to God. We just like the complicated. If it's not difficult, if life's not hard, we're not satisfied, which is absolutely ridiculous. We need to become addicted to God. Right now, we have a problem addiction. We like 
our fallen thoughts. We, we want to bond with our friends over our problems. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm just going to put you on notice. I'm not doing that anymore. I will not bond with you over your problems. If you're going to bring me a problem, I'm going to bring you a dang solution. <laughs> we need to, listen, I want people to do that for me. And I am not suggesting that, that we stuff everything and we hide and all that. That's not what I'm suggesting. Yes, bring it into the light, but don't bring it, don't present it because you're infatuated with it. Present it because you're like recognizing this is a problem. I need a solution. Okay. Can we agree to do that? You are far more powerful than you realize. And I want nighttime to become the, the time of your life that is an adventure where you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to fall asleep because God is that good. Right? Anyway, guys, I bless you, bless you, bless you. I bless your sleep. I pray that your dreams will be infiltrated with the goodness of God, that the angelic will be in your room, filling it to overflowing, that there would be nothing but goodness that comes from your night season and that you would be on guard and begin to, to play with taking your thoughts captive. It's not a burden. It's just something fun that we are invited to do, to take our thoughts captive and submit them to you, Jesus so that we can actually enjoy your wraparound presence that's always there and that we can enjoy our union and oneness with one another. Ah, you're so good to us. You're so good to us. Amen. Guys, have a great, great weekend. And um, if, if you are around Junction City, come hang out with us on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We would love to see you. Anyway, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.